Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where we interview women executives, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And you're listening to the Well Woman Show, where motivated women achieve fulfillment and well-being. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. Take time for myself by coming to things like Well Woman Drinks. To be accepting of myself no matter what. Step away from judgment as much as possible. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. Just, you're going to be in for a good ride. I don't regret anything. Everything I've ever done, I've learned from it, one way or another, good or bad. Being a little bit selfish for yourself, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first and then give what's left. I'm a woman. I would prefer to, to tell my own story. My story, though it's very personal, is universal. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. And now your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hi, Giovanna Rossi here, and welcome to another episode of The Well Woman Show, where I interview women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs about their lives and their road to becoming and being who they are today. Are you feeling burned out or finding it hard to focus on your goals, or are you in transition? Well, you're not alone. We all need to activate our superpowers. These are the internal strengths and abilities we all already have, but don't use all the time. Superpowers can be cultivated, and they include empathy, love, intuition, courage, and more. As always, this episode is brought to you by Well Woman Life, a global community of women living our best lives. Whether it's your health, relationships, your money, or making an impact in your community and the world, Well Woman Life has you covered. You've made a commitment to not settle, to use your voice, and to live your best life. Well Woman Life offers annual memberships, workshops, and retreats to support you. Check out wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join our growing community. Now back to the show. Today's topic is how to cultivate resilience, and hopefully by the end of the show, you'll be inspired to try some new practices and have the knowledge and power to connect with yourself in order to realize your self-expression and live your most fulfilled life. My guest today is Chantal Pierat. Chantal's mission is to increase women's leadership across the globe. After earning an MBA from the University of Colorado, Chantal left a career in medical device manufacturing in search of of work that would align her dedication to transformative leadership with her passion for living an inspired, impactful life. In this episode, Chantal and I talk about how she increases connection with herself, her fascination with how the feminine spirit expresses itself, why the power of connection is the cornerstone of self-expression, and why it's important to have a practice to cultivate resilience. The free giveaway today is the guided intention meditation that Chantal gave us. I love this giveaway because it walks you through a meditation practice you can start doing today. Get yours at wellwomanlife.com slash 080show. Our monthly live event, Well Woman Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. We're celebrating four years this September, so it's super exciting. If you're in the Albuquerque, Santa Fe, New Mexico area, definitely join us. And if you're not, and you would like to start a Well Woman Drinks of your own, email me at info at wellwomanlife.com. I want to let you know, too, that this year's Superpower Retreat will be October 26th and 27th in New Mexico at the beautiful Sunrise Springs Resort. So save the dates and check out wellwomanlife.com slash retreat for more information. We have an awesome lineup of speakers this year. Really, really wonderful. Definitely a place for you to uh, retreat, rejuvenate and activate those superpowers that you know you have 
that you need a support, a supportive community around you in order to do it and get ready for 2018. You can also continue the conversation with Well Woman Life in the community group at wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook. Now to my interview with Chantal Pirat. Welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about uh, everything with you. We have so much in common and there's so much alignment between yes. what you're doing and uh, and this show and what I'm doing. So I'm super excited. Um, Chantal, why don't you start by telling me what are you up to? Like, what are what are you working on in your life? And how does it impact women's lives and well being? Okay. Um, what am I up to? <laughs> well, for one, I feel like I um, have been chosen by a purpose that is to serve women and their unfoldments and the rise of women leadership in the world globally. And what the way I, the reason I say that I've been chosen is because you know, that question, what are you up to? Um, it's sort of like, what are you doing? Well, for me, it's, it's the doing part comes after it's like, who am I mm. in this world? And, um, what do I stand for? And I will do what I'm told once that alignment takes place, once I know who I am and I'm in connection with the deepest part of myself, but also something bigger than myself and in service to something bigger than myself, then I can focus on the what and mm. the doing and the how and, um, and how is it all going to come together? Mm. And as an entrepreneur, um, you know, what am I up to is very multifaceted. Well, actually, and, I want to go ahead and just dig into a little bit of who you are first, then since you, okay, since you framed it that way. Yeah, well, um, okay. So as I said, I feel like there has been an injection of purpose and um, in me that I think started when I was in college as a women's studies major. And I was a double major women's studies in English. And I just remember waking up to a lot, both through literature and through the study of women's history, where I felt that just, you know, I, I, in your 20s, it's rage at the injustice of it all. Um, but it was also coupled with just a fascination of how the feminine spirit expresses itself. Mm. Um, rage over the fact that none of that was documented and just in love with the, with the pieces that were documented um, and, and wanting more. But, uh, you know, and then I went into the Peace Corps. So I was very activist oriented in my early 20s and um, and then came home and started in I came to Boulder, actually, and started in a medical devices company, which, uh, you know, there's many reasons how I fell into that. But suffice it to say, I felt very alive by being in a startup um, and, uh, environment and just new business. And, um, I was in marketing and sales and just learning all these business skills and, um, did very well and loved it so much. I went on to get my MBA 
And the whole time I am carrying on this thread of how do I make the world a better place and how do I make myself a better human being and better not in terms of what altruistic acts can I do, but better in terms of like, how can I increase the connection I have with myself and rely on myself more and feel more tender to myself? Because the truth of the matter is, as much as I was into women's studies and as much as I was into activism, I had a war going on inside of me where I was not good enough. I was pretending not to be a woman because I didn't want to align with any kind of victimy energy. Um, I wanted to align with success and power and step into that. And to me, I saw that all happening in the realm of men and in the realm of the masculine. So I actually spent a good part of my life pretending that I was a man um, and fooling myself thinking that everybody was convinced that I was a man. Um, and, uh, you know, really depleting myself as a result when you're going into an environment, um, where actually at this company, I was the only woman, um, going into that environment over and over again, pretending to be somebody else at the same time, really working on my career and wanting to, you know, be successful. It was just all just so exhausting. Um, I think a lot of women do that, uh, you know, take on those mass that masculine role, because we think we have to in order to succeed. Yeah. And you know what, I had to, it would not have worked in this company. Mm-hmm. You know, it just wouldn't have worked. And, um, and I think now is a different time. Uh, and I think there's a, a bigger opportunity now. And maybe there was then but for me and the whole situation, it just worked. And, you know, that energy served me well. And it actually kind of broke me in because I couldn't keep it up and it was not sustainable. So I ended up leaving and there's a lot to that. I was passed over for a promotion. There's a lot like in that industry that was tough for most women. Um, but I left, I left consciously and, and said, I, I didn't want to continue living a double life. Um, and so it was when when I started in publishing, uh, over the 11 years, I worked at a spiritual publishing company called Sounds True, and we would publish Eckhart Tolle and Jack Cornfield and Pema Chodron and Carolyn Mace. And I mean, just, you know, uh, Clarissa Pincole Estes. But this was audio, was, right? I mean, um, no, well, we started when I, when I came to Sounds True, we started the book division. Oh, okay. Uh, a couple, a couple years later. Cause I've listened um, to the audio for sure. Yes. So we've, we started out as an audio company and then, um, we launched into books and that was a big part. I was a big part of that. And, um, and then now Sounds True does books and audio and online courses and events. And it's like a whole, um, it's a whole ecosystem of consciousness. And, but at the time, you know, I was like really digging into who am I? And at the same time, probably had the greatest career growth, um, ever. And here I am in my thirties and, um, and I really started thinking about like, what does it mean to be a leader and how is that connected to the truth of who I am and how do we merge the two? And that, is when I started to realize how much I was compromising in my success by compromising myself as a person at work. Mm. And, um, and more specifically compromising 
and and um, sort of throwing under the bus my feminine side, my femininity, my feminine power. And that's when this whole, that's when I started really coming into being. Um, and I, you know, we have lots of coming into beings throughout our lives, hopefully that, you know, um, there's, there's more than one to be had, but that was a really big one, that big realization. So who I am now is, um, somebody who believes deeply in the, um, power of connection connection to self, connection to others, connection to something larger than self as a cornerstone for um, my self-expression in the world and um, someone who believes deeply in taking the feminine to another level, to unleashing the feminine on the planet, to creating a new paradigm where the feminine is fully expressed and has a chance to create from a full expression. Um, and you know, somebody who's also an activist, mm. somebody who's gone from deep inner work and deep realizations and awareness and mindfulness to what am I going to do with this consciousness that I have now? I'm not saying I'm fully, you know, enlightened or awake, but like, what's my responsibility now that I've learned these things about myself and I've self-corrected and I've you know, sort of unleashed a whole new human being I didn't even know was there. What's the point of all of that? <laughs> right. Right. And so now that piece of really working and being an activist, being a civic leader, in addition to being a, a thought leader, a spiritual leader, a business leader, a community leader is uh, really, really important to me. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, the piece that I that interests me a lot, because I have a background in activism and social justice and women's health and rights and policy. And um, I, I do see uh, sort of the personal development and, and uh, self help world, for lack of better words, um, really focus on the individual. And I rarely see leaders in that space, taking it the step further and saying, actually, you know, how how do we use this now in the in the bigger picture? And um, I know Marianne Williamson talks a lot about that. You know, uh, she ran for Congress, and she's trying to really bridge the gap between spirituality and politics. And um, so it sounds like you're you definitely uh, see that as part of your what you're what you're up to. Yes. And now when we get to what, what I'm up to, uh, that is a huge, a huge piece of it. Cause the rest is a big step and it's a big step and it's an important step, but these times call for more mm -hmm. and we do not have the luxury and it is a luxury. It is a luxury to focus on our own personal unfoldment and, and spiritual consciousness um, there are women all over the world just trying to survive. And so I hold it very dearly as a privilege to be able to, um, spend time thinking about that. And, um, and so I'm not going to squander that. I don't want to squander it. I'm not saying that people who don't enter into more action activist oriented work with their consciousness are, are, not contributing. I, I think it's a huge, a huge boon to humanity to 
ponder and be mindful and to be aware of our limiting beliefs and how we came to being. And, um, but with, at this time in our lives, with what's going on in the world, we cannot afford to stretch that out too much longer. So we really do need to add the activist piece. Mm, yeah, definitely. I just want to touch on um, something you brought up in your in the previous um, introduction of sort of who you are, and that is when you were, you know, in the industry that was very male dominated and masculine. Um, and you worked in that for quite a while. That was a big part of your, for the first part of your career. Um, where was your personal life in all of that? Um, did you have to sort of put, put that aside in order to focus on that career? Yes. So at the time I was, let's see, I was, I'm going to have to like do the math now. Um, that was about 27 when I started that through 32. Um, so it was four years in that whole industry. I'm not saying publishing, there were no, I mean, there was still a thread, uh, of that in the publishing world, but in the medical devices world, yeah, I was, uh, personally, um, engaged and, uh, with someone I've been with my husband now and life was simple, you know, no kids, like all you have is a boyfriend and you're engaged. I mean, my personal life was like, you know, I live in Boulder, there's friends and community and love and all of that. Um, and I was, yeah. So so that was, that was, that was pretty good. You felt good about that. You were just mostly focused on your career at that point really focused on my career and felt great about um, just being in a community where a lot of the questions of why are we here and, you know, what are we meant to do um, while it was very angst provoking as it is for anybody in their Saturn returned around the age of 28 to 30. And um, it was just wonderful to be talking and in communication with, people who are, you know, philosophers and thinkers and um, kind, compassionate people. So that was my community here through um, the Buddhist practice I was doing and through yoga. Um, It was, you know, I could have just like, at that point, my viewpoint was like, this is all I need. Mm -hmm. This is all I want in my life. These are the only conversations that I want to (laughs) have, you know, so yeah, that changed. But they were, it was, I was totally bifurcated. Because I would go and I was, you know, the only one in my community who was in tech um, and, uh, you know, in this totally double world. Mm-hmm. So that was exhausting to me. That, yeah. was, you know, so on a personal level, I just, you know, it was really hard to keep those two worlds, like to thrive in both of those worlds. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. burnout was just inevitable, right? Yeah. Um, well, this is interesting. I want to ask you because um, a lot of our listeners are high achieving women uh, who are practicing awareness and consciousness or trying to or starting or have been doing it a long time. Um, and there's a question of, you know, in fact, this came up last night at a workshop we did. Um, and the question was, you know, this high achieving a woman 
was saying, I'm really in this stage that we call lingering, where you sort of go inside and you do, you just sort of, um, you're not in action anymore. You're really needing to take, it usually happens after burnout, right? You go into this sort of very quiet, almost could be dark space too. Um, and she really, as a high achiever, uh, go-getter, type A personality, was sort of like, when is, you know, how long do I have to stay here? Like, when can I get back to the action? And um, so how did you handle that? Because it sounds like you're a, a high achieving, you know, woman as well. And you had to go through um, a, a lot to increase the connection, as you said, to yourself and really do that work. How did you balance doing that work, but also doing more in your career? Um, okay, so first of all, the word balance is, it's a strong word. <laughs> it's a strong word. I don't know that it, that balance is the word that I would use. I, I love the idea of it. Um, but um, to me, it's sort of like waves. And uh, we call emerging women emerging women because there's a, there's a, there are different phases when we're facing like dark nights of the soul. And I don't think there's just one that we face. And I know this because I'm facing one, I'm coming out of one. Mm -hmm. um, so as an entrepreneur, you might have two or three, like within a one year period. Um, but at that, at that time, you know, I don't know if lingering is the word, I, I kind of want to use the word healing. Mm -hmm. And there are things that we discover about ourselves and, and there are behaviors that we've been depending on that, um, you know, we think are, are allowing us to survive. And in many ways they allow us to survive and they protect us, but they just, they chip away at our life force. And there's a point where you just can't do the thing anymore because it has drained your life force. And so at that point, that's it. That's where healing needs to happen. So, you know, closing out the lights, drawing the shades and really going in. And, um, and for me, it's just reflection and self-kindness, self-compassion, um, making enough space for that. Um, and I find it that healing is the word. And when we're on the end of that, right. You, you, you're just like, I got it. You're free of the attachment, the contraction, the psychic attacks, and you've coming out with a knowing capital K from that experience. And when you're injected with the knowing capital K, right, you, I find that like, that's when this emergence starts and you can't pick the timing on that. And, and it's, it's like a tidal wave where you decide I will not live a lie any longer. I can only take steps that are in alignment with this new truth of who I am. Mm -hmm. And you're excited to do it. And you want to like, you know, kind of like flex the new muscles that you have. And I don't know if that's the right metaphor, but you want to really kind of use this new inner knowing in a way out in the world. Mm -hmm. That is now you're going into an emerging phase. And I have been in situations where 
I have tried to get to that emerging phase. And sometimes you can use that, you know, like if you're trying to figure out a business model or it's not always you've just learned something deep about your parents or, you know, some deep psychological thing. This is, you know, the need for quiet and the need for healing and the need for receptivity happens on many, many levels and many degrees. It's on a spectrum. But when you're on the other side of that and you've got the knowing, that's when the fire starts. And if you try it beforehand, it's like fitting a square peg into a round hole and people can feel it. Mm -hmm. You're not fully baked or the idea is not fully baked or you need a little bit more time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you rush it and go into that action phase too early, you make bad decisions. You uh, just things don't, you know, things don't. Flow. Well, they're just not going to happen right. and it's going to feel stale. And then, you know, it's just, you just got to go back in and wait. And so, so, I think- so do, do I balance it? Do I balance it? I don't, I feel like it's like a flip down receptive out emerging, mm-hmm. you know, um, and back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. To me, it's a cycle. We go through, you know, different, yeah. different stages and, um, it just was an interesting question that came up about how, you know, it's almost like, how do I get to the action? But like, how can I get through this dark period quicker? <laughs> and um, that's a, a common question, you know, among people who are are doers, um, they want to make things happen. And it's really challenging for them to slow down and just be with themselves and do the work that that internal work that needs to happen in order to get there. I know if someone can figure out how to do it faster, please um, (laughs) get in touch with me because I would love that too. And the only way that lately I have been is surrender, Mm. which sounds so slow. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds so slow. It's surrender, surrender, surrender. And Um, you know, in the end, right on our last breath, there is, that's what's there is surrender. And there's an incredible relief when you think of that. So if there's a way to bring in the surrender earlier, like, so it's not at the end of a like failed business or a failed marriage or, Mm -hmm. you know, where you're like, Oh, okay, I'm just going to go with it and get behind what's happening now instead of fighting what's happening now. If there's a way to bring the relief that comes from that surrender earlier in the process, that's kind of what I've been working with, like not waiting till I really have to surrender, but bringing in surrender as I'm down there, you know, as I'm at the bottom of the abyss or at the precipice of the abyss or lingering or, and, uh, and just being open and not trying to figure it out, staying out of the head and getting into the body. Surrender is a somatic state. It's not a conceptual mind state. It's a somatic state. Same with trust. Mm. Like trust does not exist unless you feel that relief in your body. So that's, I think, a really good focus. And and I think, you know, this question of getting it, getting it done faster is so, so funny to me, because that's exactly, you know, the opposite of what we need to be trying to do when we're in that in that phase. But um, I do think that we develop tools over time that we go back to sort of our go to, you know, tools and techniques that we've learned. 
Um, what are some of yours? Like I have, you know, I have mine and, and different people have things that they do, but what do you, what is your, what are your go-to sort of techniques and practices when you're needing to really go and, and to that place and heal? Um, okay. So these are things that I just do throughout the day because I need to heal like a lot throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, like on one hand, something really great happens and we're in a partnership and, you know, this is fabulous and there's so much impact. And, and then on the other hand, you know, payroll's coming up and we've got some challenges over here. And then on another hand, somebody calls and they want to speak and they're fabulous. And then on another hand, our membership, something in the membership site just broke down. So it's like up and down, up and down, up and down. So cultivating resilience is I think one of the most important things we can do um, as women who are, uh, you know, really kind of stretching and putting ourselves out there and in that um, zone of discomfort slash expansion mm -hmm. slash growth. Um, so the way I do that is um, taking journaling in the morning, super helpful, also helpful to remember, like, things throughout the day. If you've got a lot on your plate, if you're like me, you just forget. I don't even know, you know, when I had a phone call, was it last week? Was it today? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, writing down even the most mundane things is super helpful. Um, just, I don't know, 15 minutes a day, um, 15 minutes twice a week. Like it's seriously, any, any that you can do is helpful. Um, I also do a Kristen Neff exercise and she's somebody who studied uh, at Stanford the effects of self-compassion on things like weight loss and stress and anxiety and disease. Um, and uh, self the practice of self-compassion has a very positive impact on all of those things. And, um, and this is, you know, very science-based, research-based um, uh work that she, that Kristen Neff has done. Um, and so one of the most simple practices that I do, you know, um, at least three times a week, some days I've done them like five times in a day <laughs> is to just put your hand on your heart. And I put my hand on my heart anytime that I'm thinking I should have made that call or, Oh my God, I've got to, you know, is to just put my hand on my heart and just take a deep breath and just say like you would to a child, like, I love you. I trust you. You're doing the best you can in your, in fact, I don't even say anything. I just put my hand on my heart. Mm. That's like, I've skipped all that, you know, and just to have compassion for myself. Cause I think women are our own worst enemies are yeah. that inner critic is just hard and it's draining. And it, it's one of those other things that pulls life force. Yeah leading a double life and, um, on the outer, but also leading that double life on the inner where you've got your awareness and then you've got your inner critic. Mm -hmm. Um, so hand on the heart, uh, is another thing. And then, gosh, I cannot say enough about being in connection with other women. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just got to do it. You've got, and you've got to lean, you know, I mean, I'm every day I'm checking in with somebody you know, in my, my inner circle, Hey, how's it going? Even if it's a text, we can't do this alone. And we're not going to do it alone because women don't do things alone. The feminine paradigm is one of connection. 
So anything that you can do to stay in connection, not just once in a while and have a good lunch catch up. No, I'm talking about daily people, people who are tracking you daily. Mm-hmm. And who are you tracking daily? Getting a posse of people where you know what's happening in their life. Oh yeah, so-and-so she's, today she's leaving, she's flying out for X, you know, like three or four people like that, where you know what they're doing in their day or for their week and um, makes a whole lot of difference. Mm, That's a really good one. Good. Those are some great tips. Um, Well, I I do want to hear about emerging women. You brought it up. And um, as our listeners probably know by now, Well Woman Life is a sponsor of your upcoming event in October in um, Denver, Colorado. And we're super excited to be part of it. And um, I'd love for you to talk about what the event is and how long you've been doing it. How did it come about? What do you hope to um, achieve by doing this event? So this is our fifth annual event. And um, I'm excited because it's in Denver. And when we first started out, we were in Boulder, Colorado at the St. Julian Hotel, and it was fantastic. And we had Brene Brown and Liz Gilbert and Ani DeFranco and Alanis Morissette. And just like, just it was like my playlist of (laughs) (laughs) power women, you know? And then we moved to New York and... Um, and then we, the last two years we were in San Francisco because we just kept growing and it was too big for Boulder. And, um, and now we're coming back full circle Mm. to Denver this time. And which has a lot of, I think there's more millennials per square mile than any place else in the country, a very strong startup community. Um, the, uh, women's, uh, groups in Colorado are phenomenal and, um, and so I'm excited about being in my home state, my now home state, um, and and having it here. So uh, our lineup is fantastic. We are getting more involved in terms of getting our audience to actively collaborate and make a difference um, and, uh, and uh, come and find ways to take the work that we do and the perspective that we have and partner with other women to uh, exponentially increase the impact that we as women leaders have in the world. We cannot do it alone. So um, we have Alicia Garza from Black Lives Matter. We have the director of the, uh, the manager for Hillary Clinton's campaign in Colorado um, and a few other people on a panel called Move the People how to create influence through social movements and community. Um, so that's one of the panels. We have a very strong focus on women in power and money, how um, women as a collective have uh, approached money in the past and what the opportunity is for women in money uh, moving forward, both for women to become investors and also as entrepreneurs to build businesses that scale, that require um you know, capital, so we can start getting involved in that ecosystem. And, um, and also just our own personal finances, how can women are going to inherit, I think it's two thirds of the nation's wealth in just like seven years. And uh, what's the consciousness that we're bringing to our relationship with money when that happens? Uh, Most of the women that are 
um, in positions of affluence and inheritors um, have male finance advisors uh-huh. and they really, they, they're not really engaged. Yeah. Uh, so that's something we want to change. We, so it's politics, it's money, it's um, uh, sensuality, sexuality, desire. And what does that have to do with leadership? It has a lot to do with leadership. Yeah. It has a lot to do with leadership. So reclaiming ourselves as sensual beings and understanding the power of, um, of that in terms of what we create in the world is a big topic. So we'll have Esther Perel talking about that. Uh, she's uh, fantastic and a very powerful speaker on relationship, desire, um, and women and men for that matter. We have, uh, entrepreneurs that have built, you know, $300 million companies that, um, that are here to mentor us. Uh, we have executives from Google and Aetna and HP and Southwest Airlines, um, SendGrid, and I'm trying to think of all the others, but that are bringing their leaders to speak about a lot of the issues that the corporate setting is facing mm-hmm. in terms of increasing women's visibility and power within corporations. Um, and, and in the entrepreneurial setting. And we're just, we're, we're also just talking about wellness. Like, what does it mean? Like autoimmune, did you know that 70% of the people who have autoimmune diseases are women? Yeah. I mean, that's like, yeah. what? So we're addressing that, you know, that's real. So we're going to be talking about like, you know, physical health and hormones and, you know, thriving and, um, but most what I want to come out of this is uh, and we do this every year where people, they'll write books, they'll start businesses, they leave their jobs, they start their own business, they, they partner two very big, high profile women partnered and created this giant event and um, philanthropic, philanthropic um, donors network in New Zealand. And that's really what we want to have happen. Mm. We want women to be stepping up, speaking out and collaborating with each other to make real change. That sounds awesome. I love it. Um, really looking forward to it. And we'll be um, uh, getting that information out to our audience um, and also linking to it on our website on the show notes for this show. Now it's time for our segment called Superpowers for Success. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Being a well woman includes being financially healthy. Our sponsors, Lorraine L. and Kate Stalter of Better Money Decisions, are on a mission to eliminate complexity and confusion from your financial life. They replace Wall Street jargon with straightforward talk you can understand. And they create investment and retirement plans customized for your needs and your future. Download a free copy of their latest book, Don't Let Your Money Kick the Bucket Before You Do, and learn how to avoid the biggest mistakes women make when planning for retirement. Go to bettermoneydecisions.com slash wellwoman and download your free book today. Chantal, I want to move into our segment called Superpowers for Success to to end our interview here. And um, the first question I want to ask you is, what does success in life mean for you? Okay. This is a big one. This is a big one, right? Because, you know, success has meant financial success. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, do we have a business with a big fat black bottom line on it? Or, you know, are we paycheck to paycheck? And that's, I think, important. You want to build a business that's sustainable. Um, But not counting the impact that we're having in the reach and the number of women that are stepping out because of being involved with emerging women is doing a disservice to the very message that we're communicating, that it's time to create a new paradigm. And the new paradigm will have different success measures. Um, And so, yes, you want to have something that's financially viable, but I want to make a difference in the world. I really want to make a difference. And that's got to be number one. A a marker for success to me is how many people in your life do you have that you really care about and you can spend time with? You can spend quality time with. That is probably the the biggest marker of success for me personally, Mm -hmm. but also as a business. How much does our business foster deep, intimate connection with other human beings? Because that connection is what propels people forward. That connection is what creates change. That connection is what makes um, an idea come alive in the world into action. So. Love it. Okay. And then Chantal, when did you know you were really good at what you do? Was there a moment when you were like, Oh, I, I pretty much rock at this. Like I'm good at this. Um, I don't know. Let's see. When did, okay. First of all, what am I good at? Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think, um, when did you know you had the ability to inspire and connect women? I think I knew, I think I was a mobilizer and an activator when I was in my teens. Um, I could feel it. And, um, and yet uh, I could feel it just from the resonance with other people Um, but yet I didn't allow myself to take it to the next level because I was too afraid, um, of the risk of failure or the risk of rejection. And so I think it's laid dormant in me. I mean, honestly, until this very moment, it could be like this very moment. (laughs) Um, even when I started emerging women, I, you know, we had a blog. I, my name wasn't on the blog. I don't even think my bio was up on the website for the first year. It was just emerging women. We are this, we are that, but there was no like me. And, um, and so I think I'm just kind of coming into this honor that I've been blessed with this opportunity to be a voice of influence and inspiration in this space. Like like I'm still in this state of becoming honestly. So I'm not like in a big state of awareness around it. Um, I think it, you know, it's just been dormant in me and, um, I've had an inkling, but it's not until now that I have felt brave enough to step into it. Mm, I love that. And I think that really resonates with a lot of our listeners who 
might be wondering what it what their purpose is or what they are really good at and it's usually not something brand new um you know it's usually mm-hmm. not it's usually not something that you went and you learned because you went and and did something externally it's usually something like you just identified that you know you've known you you had since high school and probably earlier yeah so that's great and uh what superpower, Chantal, did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? Okay, I've got to go with love here. I've got to go with love. I know that's, uh, I don't know if it sounds like a, a platitude or, a, you know, overdone or cliche, but I just feel so deeply for others um and and coming to to bring that to myself as a fellow human being and understand that we're all connected um i think that's my that understanding and that revelation that that's the biggest power that we have as human beings is the power to love to love ourselves and love one another um that is i lead now that's my superpower i feel like i have got a jet pack on my back with that that's awesome. That's very powerful. Um, what advice would you give your 25 or 30 year old self? Patience, patience. Um, and just be kind, be kind to yourself. I mean, that's, you know, impatience is, is unkind. Um, I think I really, was hard on myself in that time. And 25 to 30, whoo, you know, you just want to get it all figured out. You don't want to be in the unknown. And being in the unknown is the greatest gift that we can give ourselves because that's where things create, they create from there. Like the, the plant comes from the deep soil. Um, and you need to give yourself time to be in there without attacking yourself and be kind to yourself. Yeah. And patience. And do you identify as a feminist? Absolutely. I almost said absa effing lutely, <laughs> which I will say. Um, but yes. And why is that? Like what what is that to you? How how do you identify that way? I just love it. I love the energy around it. It's forward. It's action. It's um, spirited. It's unifying. Um, meaning that, like you know, I just want to put my fist in the air. And and I feel like it's a term. I'm reclaiming the energy around the term. Potentially, I'm not even. It, for me, it's not a term that's in reaction to anything. Mm. For me, it's a term that is in and of itself its own creation, and it carries the vibration of new paradigm. Um, And I'm excited about it. I want to be part of that. I want to be with other feminists, men and women. I want to, you know, it it feels fast, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas if I don't have something to say or I can't put a label on it or I, you know, I mean, not like labels are everything, but they're sure handy. They're like shortcuts, you know, Uh, it's like poetry, one word that carries the essence of a thousand pages. Mm. Um, Yeah, I feel like it's a shortcut and it's got so much juice to it. And 
Um, I'm sorry that some people feel edgy with it. I don't, you know, um, I just don't get it. I just feel like on fire about it. Awesome. Okay. And last question, Chantal, what are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? Oh my, it's not super exciting, but it's (laughs) called essentialism. (laughs) Essentialism is, um, I call it the con Marie for (laughs) for leadership, right? Con Marie is all about your clothes and your stuff. And essentialism is like that is for leadership. And I've been really kind of geeking out on this Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule. Like what can I do? with my time that's going to give me the most results Mm -hmm. and um, how can I strip away the noise? And I find that this book is a really great way to return to what's essential to myself as a leader, as a business person, as an entrepreneur, as a wife, as a mother, um, as a community leader, as a friend, um, what, what are the things that I can do? It's very similar to the Stephen Covey mm. um, uh, model as well, but you know, just kind of stripping it down and yeah. just doing, you know, what what will I do that will get the biggest results? And I've been really blown away. It's a very wonderful book. I can't recommend it enough. Ooh, okay. Well, we'll definitely link to that. That's a great recommendation. Um, and I want to thank you so much, Chantal. It's been so fun talking to you. Yes, it's been wonderful. Thank you, Giovanna. And um, I just want to say like, thank you for really being an advocate for wellness in women, because I think that um, we are burning ourselves out. And yet we've got a lot more, quote, fight in us. (laughs) (laughs) So what we do and how we do with what we have is crucial in terms of um, leveraging the impact. So this is a really important focus. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your well woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join us. Our monthly live event, Well Woman Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women, leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city yet and you'd like to start one, email info at wellwomanlife.com. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening today, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.